welcome to the Leaders Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I'm your host, Amar. And before we get started, please make sure you hit on that subscribe button so you never, ever, ever miss out. With that being said, on the expert series, I have an amazing person, amazing friend. Her name is Ashley Abrams, who is an inner child expert, self-love mentor, and social worker gone rogue. She works with women who can't stand the thought of another vanilla talk therapy session, also creates a space for their egos to feel safe and get to the root cause for what they feel stuck in life. Her method called the unicorn effect, let me not mess that up, her method, the unicorn effect, works to peel back the layers of societal conditioning, programming, and trauma, so then they can experience a whole new level of self-love. And no, she doesn't mean wine Wednesdays and bubble baths. She teaches her clients how to connect with themselves in pursuit form, where true, authentic self-love is born to figure out who they really are. With that powerful introduction, my friend, amazing mentor, Ashley, what is going on? And welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for re-saying the unicorn effect. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. I have to. I love you. I had to. I had to do that because that is that is seriously like the one thing that um, I felt like really just appeals to Ashley is that she dreams big and she calls it the unicorn. First off, why don't you explain why is it called the unicorn effect? Yeah, so the unicorn effect. Um, first of all, a little bit about me. Growing up, I was not a girly girl. I didn't have unicorns and rainbows and sparkly things. Um, I was very much tomboy who had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all the things like that. So that background is just to let you know, like unicorns have not been a part of my life. Um, but I went on a journey, well, many journeys, but one that was very, very deep, a spiritual journey with a fellow person that we both know that you've already interviewed. Um, and when I really got to experience my most authentic self and just living in her all day, one day I looked at him, I said, I feel like a magical fucking unicorn. And that is kind of the beginning of the unicorn effect. So essentially a unicorn is like this magical, mystical creature we're told we can only dream of, but never experience. And I'm here to say, as we've grown up, we've been taught that our most authentic self is not meant to be seen or heard. It's meant to be hidden away. We're meant to follow the societal constructs, be what others people want us to be. And I'm here to say, F that. You are meant to be your most magical unicorn self. And the unicorn effect is when you stand in your authenticity and you show up authentically as you, your magical self, the impact is is unimaginable. Even just interacting with someone at a gas station, your interaction with them in a positive, uplifting manner can change their interaction with everybody else. In turn, one person turns into 7 billion really quickly. So if we all just step into our inner unicorn and step outside of fear and just in true love and embracing who we truly are, like we'll change the fucking world. Yes. Look at that energy first off. That is the way to start off a podcast. I love that description that uh, the way that you just broke down the unicorn effect, but you said something that I just wrote down because I wanted to make sure that I didn't forget this. You said, find your authentic self. You see, mm-hmm. I struggle mentoring, you know, a bunch of, a, a bunch of people and hearing that to be your authentic self. Why is that such a struggle? 
for people to just be themselves? Well, I think first of all, it's because we're all so different, right? So maybe you have a really bright light and you're really energetic and outgoing and you're growing up in a household where your parents are very calm and subdued and your light scares the fuck out of them. So what do they do? They have to, in order for them to, to feel okay with themselves, they stifle that. They call, you know, be quiet. Don't talk so much. Don't ask so many questions. So we learn that, especially, I mean, we could go down a whole rabbit hole on school systems and how they definitely do not allow kids to be their authentic selves. But all of society has this image that you are meant to be. And if you don't fit within it, they will do everything in their power, maybe not maliciously, but to make you feel guilted into stepping into that box. So then we grow up and we think about that person, right? When we were a little kid, but then we correlate it with being a child, right? Like, I'm not meant to be that way anymore. I'm an adult. Like, I need to adult. Well, I'm here to tell you that as an adult, you are just an overgrown child that is no longer supervised and now are responsible for your own love and forgiveness. So you never stopped being a child. You literally are still a child. Society has just taught you to believe that you are not a child but you are, you're just unsupervised. And now you are responsible to meet your own needs of love and forgiveness and taking care of yourself. Yes. Great, great answer to that. Because you, you know, you know, with me and my, my children, it's like me playing football with my son. And it's like, I, I am that kid. I am that guy that runs around and gets tackled that way. And it's just like, you're right. Like I can do this. I'm not being supervised. I'm not told to come inside. I'm not ending it that way. Unless actually, yeah. Until Shannon says, Hey, all right, dinner's ready. Then we got to go inside. You're going to break but, their legs. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but you brought up again, you know, inner child. And this is something that I feel people do not talk about enough. And actually, thanks to you, I've learned so much about this. So can you please explain what you meant by their inner child and how that kind of, I'm going to say the word haunts you if it's mm -hmm. not looked into or uh, you dig into it to when you're my age and your age? Yeah. So essentially the inner child comes with a lot of different titles these days. It could be called your highest self, um, your most authentic self. So it's really that um, being you as a being your soul being before your humanness took over, right? All of the constructs of being a human with this, within this illusion, but the inner child I feel is easier to relate to because you were that at one point, right? You were very pure and passionate and loving at one point in your life. And almost always it ties back to your childhood is when you can really feel how it was like to not have all of this weight on you. And then as you grow older, we're taught by society, right? To stop acting a certain way, stop being a certain way, which, you know, is telling your inner child or highest self to not be, not be. So then we grow this split between, between our adult self and our child self. And then that's, you know, the ego is constantly manipulating everything and is wanting us to be in this illusion, which in turn, who we really are and what we're really here for gets lost. 
Great, great, great explanation on that because essentially what you're saying is when as a kid, you're being told that you're not good enough and then that carries you into your adult. I know like, I mean, you know my personal story, but like the same thing I felt when I was younger, I, feel good in, I didn't feel good enough, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it carried into where, example, Lamar, it's like, hey, I wasn't good enough to make it in sports, but therefore I took that energy and started doing really well in sales, really well in business to justify that. I was doing it for the wrong reasons. And mm -hmm. that is why I feel like it's very, very important. Do you feel like a lot of people kind of go that avenue as well? Yeah. And so really, I believe, Amar, at the end of the day, there's only two true emotions in this world, fear and love. So when you think of a child learning to walk, there is no fear that they are only coming from a place of love constantly, right? Because if there was fear involved, they would get scared. They wouldn't try again. And I, I mean, I don't even know if, but how many hundreds of times children fall in the process of learning to walk right? But they continuously get back up again because it is coming from a state of love. But like I said before, as we grow in more and more and get tied more and more into this illusion, we lead our life with fear. And fear doesn't have to look like fear, right? It can look like anger, sadness, because all of those, the root of that emotion is fear. So then when you get into your adulthood, right? When you were younger, you were told you weren't good enough, this, that, well, you're not trying those sports, not out of love, right? That you love yourself. Mm -hmm. You're tr not trying them out of fear, fear that you won't be good enough. So like everybody always asks me, how do I know when I'm in alignment with my highest self? How do I know when I'm making decisions out of my highest self and not my ego? And it's super simple, but it's not always easy, right? That's right. the kicker. Because you got to do the hard work, first of all, to listen. But one good barometer is, is this decision or action or intention coming from a state of fear? Or is it coming from a state of love? And the ego is very sneaky, right? The ego created this illusion. Therefore, the ego does not want to leave this illusion. We created the ego. Therefore, it is very hard for us to separate from the ego because it would be like asking you, Amar, to give up one of your children because you created that child. You made that child, right? So if we made the ego, though we know it's harming us, we still love it. It was still something we made. So it gets sneaky, right? And it mm -hmm. easily takes us back in. That's why going seven wise deep. So for example, let's say you have $100 million in your bank account. That's a lot of fucking money. Like you live a pretty goddamn good life and many generations after. That's Absolutely. generational wealth. Generational right? wealth. Yep. I was just going to say yep. that. Yep. But a lot of people you see, and I'm not going to name someone large, but they make billions and mm -hmm. then they work 18 plus hours a day because they just love working. Yep. I bet if that person got really honest with me and I went seven wide deep, the only reason why they work 18 hours a week is not because they love to work. But it is coming from a place of fear because that person one time was broke as fuck, never wants to go back there. And every time a million gets added to their bank account, they never want to see it drop below that million number. So it's at 100 million right now. So they are fearful for it to ever drop below 100 million. Therefore, they must work 18 hours a day. But what they are telling themselves and the world is because they love their work.
Yes. Oh my God. That was a lot of fire in that. Sorry. No, that's, that was amazing because I was just going to write something down. I'm like, no, I'm actually going to listen right now because this is fucking awesome. So yeah, no, thank you. What you said, and there's one thing that I wanted to, to bring in about what you, first off that, that description of the millionaire, you couldn't nail that. Like that was a perfect because I strongly feel, and I'm going to say this, the worst quality somebody can have is ego and pride. Uh, but at the same time, it's also a good quality hat. You know, like you sometimes you need a little ego, you need a little pride, but that should not drive you to do things, you know, hey, or actually I am stubborn because I'm prideful of the way I think. So therefore I'm going to, you know, I'm going to not argue with you or not admit I'm wrong because of my ego and my pride. And mm. that's, I see that a lot. I see that a lot mentoring people. I see that a lot in my own family, like being honest mm -hmm. with you. But there's a statistic that I saw that actually Rob out said to me, said it the other day, and it's kids get reprimanded eight times more than they get complimented. Like, yeah, wow. I think it used to be actually like 10 or 11. So oh, they wow. must have just redone that study. Yeah. And then it takes triple i believe the amount of times you've been reprimanded to have something positive stated to you yes. to undo it correct yeah. that's exactly what it is so what's your take on that so we focus again so much on the child right but like i said earlier you amar me we are just overgrown children yes so those statistics it doesn't matter if you're a kid it doesn't matter if you're an adult. It doesn't matter if you're 90 years old, it is still going to impact you the same way. But for some reason as a society, we have decided once you hit a certain numeric number, which PS time is an illusion, so I don't even know where the F this number comes from, that all of a sudden you are capable of being treated like shit and, and getting over it, right? Mm -hmm you are capable of all of that, like going through the worst times of your life and getting over it. So when we look at those statistics, and I know I'm kind of going around your question because I think this needs to be addressed first, mm -hmm. is that we need to quit just focusing on the children. Yeah, the children are very important, right? But that never stops, never stops. So if you are in a marriage and you tell your wife one day her food fucking sucks, guess what? It's probably going to take 10 to 15 times to even 30 times of you telling her how amazing her food is before she forgets that one time. Wow. So that is where we go back. So I know you said, Amar, a little ego is good. And I will challenge you on that. And I used to believe that I used to believe, and here's me owning, right? Like yeah. we, we evolve. I, evolve as I learn more about myself, understand more how this, this uh, illusion operates. But I used to believe that the ego is what kept me from like jumping off bridges and all that shit. And that I needed the ego, right? I needed the ego to survive. Well, guess what? It was just another smoke and mirrors created by the ego so that I don't leave the illusion, right? Yes. If you are coming from a place of love, which is not ego at all. I promise you, I have one love language that will trump all the other five love languages that you have been programmed to believe in. And that is forgiveness. Everybody receives true, authentic love in the same manner, which is constant. 
So when you go down the love language rabbit hole, you are telling me that love is conditional. I can only relieve or uh, I can only receive love from you, Amar, if you buy me a gift. That is conditional. True love is fully unconditional and it only includes forgiveness. Wow. So quit studying all your fucking five love languages and figure out forgiveness because that is the only one love language there is here. And until you have gone down the road of healing yourself, I promise you will not be able to forgive. And the reason why, and I believe probably most of your listeners listening to this, Amar, believe that we are a collective consciousness. Mm-hmm. Am I right? I would guess You're the majority right. yeah, are. Absolutely. And if absolutely. not, I encourage you to go do your research. If you don't agree with me, you, my information will be later and I'd love to have a discussion with you. But if we are a collective, meaning we are all one, we are just in different bodies. If you piss me off, Amar, and I haven't done my work, I'm not going to be willing to forgive you. You want to know why? Why? Because I don't believe I'm worthy of forgiveness. And my subconscious knows that me forgiving you is actually me forgiving myself. So why would I forgive you if I can't even forgive myself or believe I'm worthy of forgiveness? Uh, yes. Listen, that is so fucking powerful because I've, I'm, I'm doing act so funny that you say this. This is like, and I did not, for the record, talk to Ashley about this, but I've been reading a lot, uh, like looking into a lot more forgiveness. And what I'm realizing is that everybody talks about self-care. Everybody talks about, I want to have, you know, a great body. I want to be able to take cold showers. I want to be able to live the, the best life possible. But the thing about it is that you and I are having problems and I just, you know, you hurt me and I just don't want to forgive you. But the reason why I don't want to forgive you is because I can't forgive myself for the shit that I've done. Why the hell am I going to forgive you? And that's what I hear a lot of the times. And this is what's a great segue about self-care because I know how, how into self-care and how much research you've done that. And I love that you just freaking trump the damn love languages and we're like, add forgiveness. I'll fucking back I'm you probably going to get some bad. I don't give a shit. I will sign on that because I agree. That is the biggest thing. And you don't forgive for the person you forgive for yourself. That is my, my humble opinion. If there's somebody who's hurt somebody. Okay. Right now, great advice. Right now you have somebody who's either been hurt really bad. Let's just say they were hurt really bad by their loved ones, their in-laws, their spouses, whatever it is, right. That hurt them so bad, but for the love of their marriage, for the love of their children, for the love of their their relationship, they have to move forward. But they think that they have to forgive them because, but have to deal by forgiving with them. That means what they did to them is okay. Can you please no. elaborate with that? And about that. So again, like that is not the purpose of it, right? The purpose of it is to be whole and be able to come from a place of love. Because when you're carrying all the shit that you can't forgive, you truly aren't loving yourself. Therefore you can love no one else. And by no means is forgiveness you saying, Amar, I agree with what you did with me, right? I agree that that it was okay for you to say those things to me. That is not what forgiveness is, right? But it is also not saying that Though what you did is bad, I forgive you. Because guess what? That's another ego trick. The ego's tricking you 
to still feel validated in the process of your forgiveness. And that is not true forgiveness. And PS, there is no such thing as good or bad. That was something else that was created. So then when you label things again, right, good or bad, you are again, still in the ego illusion. That's what I love about talking with you is like you throw away all those constructs, you throw away all those things that we were supposedly taught, taught when we were younger, what it's supposed to do. And, and you're just like, no, like, think about it. And, and then when you think back, and you said you peel the layers back a little bit, and you ask like, shit, why did I feel that way? Why are we doing it good or bad? Why is there only those options? And yeah, like, I, I just love how you, um, how you broke that down, because we got people right now, and this is another question that I wanted to ask, and we kind of brought this up offline, was at the holidays coming up right now. And you got people that are now all of a sudden, people who've worked on themselves all year long and are doing great, right? The holidays come, and then all of a sudden, they're getting that itch to drink again. They're getting that mm -hmm. itch to not exercise, not take care of themselves, and all of a sudden go down this rabbit hole that they thought they were out of. Why mm -hmm. does this happen and what can they do to get themselves out of it? Because I've heard a lot of people talk about this within the past week or so. Yeah. So I think there's multiple facets to that. And just a reminder to anyone listening, this is just my opinion. Yes. So my opinion based on my own experience is right now is a beautiful time in this illusion, right? We're all learning how to break free of this illusion, which in turn will get to go home. I mean, that is the ultimate mission here is to get home. But there's a lot of focus on mindset. And Amar, you knew me in this, right? I was doing amazing. I was doing the cold showers. I was doing the affirmations. I was doing all the things. And then life was looking beautiful, looking great. But when shit fell apart, mindset alone could not withstand the test of time and hold me up. That is why I literally say self-care is not wine Wednesdays and bubble baths. <laughs> and it is also not mindset work. Yes, mindset work is beautiful as an add-on, as a little bit of frosting on your cake or some sprinkles on your cupcake. But I promise you, mindset work alone will not withstand the test of time when your life falls apart. And why is that? Because it is not forgiving. It is not healing yourself so that you can come from a place of love. Mindset work is, it's mastering the ego illusion is what it is doing. It is tying you so deep into the ego illusion that you are lost and believe that you have broken free from the illusion, but in turn, you've actually just used the illusion as much as you can to your benefit. So it still provides separation. So to bring this full circle to the holidays right now, if people are feeling that, what I said when we kind of talked about this earlier is the reason why is as adults, we don't have to interact with our family every day, right? We've, we've got a life. So we can have excuses. We may not live nearby them, all of that. Well, as the holidays come close, if you've just been doing surface level work, the icing on your cake, the sprinkles, AKA mindset, not digging deep, uncovering really what needs to be forgiven, well, you're gonna start to get anxious because your subconscious knows you're about to face the shit 
that you have actually avoided and that you believe your life is beautiful because you've put in all of these and don't, again, do not get me wrong. I do mindset stuff, but it, it mindset alone is not going to help you through anything. Nope. So I'll back you this, up on that as well. Yeah. So this is a red flag to you that you haven't gone deep enough, that you haven't really done the healing to learn to forgive. So now that what is causing them to do their bad habits? What is causing them to get back into their bad habits? Is escape. it because, is it because you want to escape? Just to escape. So it's they're not because they're not really digging deep, they're easily able to fall into that trap of self-sabotaging themselves through the yeah. holidays. Well, and, and then, it's old. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's old habits that they use to help them get through things, right? So an alcoholic, right? Is it like a dry drunk? If anybody's ever been a part of AA or is aware of AA, they have this saying called dry drunk. So that's a person who just stops drinking, but they don't do any of the work, right? They don't do the forgiveness exercises, all of those different components that come in alcoholic anonymous. So as soon as life gets hard, what do they do? They go drink because they haven't filled the void that that drinking filled for them with something else, which I'm here to say is love and forgiveness. So you're just going back to what worked before because you haven't done the work so that you have something new there. Yes. Powerful, powerful response. And you said you brought up shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. Now, you've had you've been open about talking about shame and guilt after your divorce, and you yep. brought up shame and guilt right now with the situation, uh, with with what we just talked about. Now, what what is your take on shame and guilt, and how did you deal with it? Because you've been very open about how you've dealt with shame and guilt. Yeah. So again, like shame and guilt is from a place of fear, right? Fear of judgment, fear of um, failure, fear of disappointment. That's how shame and guilt comes to be. And then what happens is the next step is we operate our entire life around avoiding shame and guilt. So hence, if we want to bring it back to the holiday season, you probably, all these people you're having to face carry a shit ton of shame and guilt within them. Mm -hmm. And you have avoided them all year. And now it's like the holidays. You kind of have to. I mean, a lot of people were really happy when COVID happened because they didn't even have to ever face the anxiety that came with the holidays because it was federally stated, don't go anywhere for the holidays. Yes, I know a few people personally that were really excited about that. That's that's so funny you said that. Or, I mean, or crazy that you said that. <laughs> right. So... Essentially, shame and guilt is what will rule your life if you don't do the deep work again to learn how to forgive and to learn how to love yourself at such a deep level that forgiveness is possible. Because again, you, you hate your mother-in-law. Like, I mean, I think that's super common, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying to you, Amar, but I'm oh. saying in general, we'll <laughs> say mother-in-law. Uh, a person hates their mother-in-law, right? because she ruined your wedding day. Mm -hmm. She probably didn't really ruin the wedding day, but something happened. But you're unable to forgive her 
because of something within you that you feel some sort of responsibility with that or her actions on that day mirrored something that you have done in the past that you feel shame and guilt around. So if you don't believe you're worthy of forgiveness, she doesn't either. And all or all of this stuff that I'm talking about consciously is all occurring subconsciously, mm-hmm. right? So anybody listening is like, well, that's not the case, Ashley. It's because it, it's not a conscious thing. If it was a conscious thing, like, it wouldn't be going on. You would have figured it out a long time ago, right? You mm-hmm. wouldn't be coming to Amar saying, hey, I feel this certain way with the holidays coming up. What's going on? Exactly. And that's why having someone that can be with you on this journey of forgiveness is so huge because the ego is so strong that it'll suck you in. I mean, you saw Amar. I was doing great with the mindset work, everything mm-hmm. else. Life fell apart. And I fully had gotten sucked back into the ego without even realizing it. Yep. And it's been a whole battle getting back out that I could have never done on my own because I needed someone externally to bring, be that mirror, right? Everybody is a mirror for you. When someone prickles you or causes you to feel some sort of extreme emotion, it's because you're, they're, they're literally a mirror. You're seeing something within yourself that you either don't like, or you still haven't learned to forgive, or if they show you like extreme happiness, it's probably something inside you you're really happy about with yourself as well. Yes, I, I once again, love that you brought that in because you're right, I, this time of year, I hear it all the time, the in-laws or even their spouses. Like people mm. are just like, I don't wanna be around my spouses during the holiday, they tend to get themselves back into, bad habits, they take pills, they drink alcohol, they smoke a lot more pot, like whatever it is, it just seems like they find a way to numb again, when they've done such a good job 11 months out of the year of just doing, you know, that work, but I'll use your words, kind of that exterior work, Mm -hmm. not necessarily digging deep. And that is why every holiday, they go back to resort to those type of habits is because they have not fully tackled and leaned into what started it in the first place. Right. Sweet. Perfect. You are fucking crushing this girl. This is amazing. <laughs> you a lot. I mean, this is great because the cool thing about Ashley is Ashley is being Ashley. This is the way you got to talk to her offline. This is the way she coaches. This is the way she gets right in there. She doesn't waste any time. And uh, this is, this is awesome because I know I can see there's a lot of value and you are speaking to so many people. You're speaking to myself. So I got to give you your flowers right there, but I do want to <laughs> ask you about limited beliefs because the problem that I, I hear this, this is the number one thing I hear being a coach, being a dad, being a husband, being a a business owner is about their limited belief, whether or not I can never make six figures. I can never, I can never quit this habit because it makes me just feel more myself. I'm not going to be in a relationship. They were going to tell me what to do. Just thinking as if they are, they're being held back by other things versus themselves. So I want you to just talk about limited beliefs because you are a freaking ninja when it comes down to that. And obviously you're very open about your challenges with limited Mm -hmm. beliefs and what you've conquered. So you have somebody right now that says, I can't do this, or I'm not good enough, or I've never done this before. What can you say to that person? So first of all, I don't believe there is any such thing as limiting beliefs. 
Why? Because I believe all beliefs are limiting. Okay. So why are we targeting any out, right? If I believe I can make a million dollars, aren't I still limiting myself from some other belief? Yes. Right. So any belief is limiting. So I believe by literally saying limiting belief, you are immediately putting a negative connotation on something, which is immediately coming from a place of fear. Oh yeah. I, I agree with you. Limited, limited belief is a fear, but the thing about it though, is that it holds people back from living their dreams. It holds people no. back from living what they want to do. So, so, I what agree I'm with saying, you. Yeah. so listen, so but if we're really trying to unwind ourselves from the ego illusion by even stating this is a limiting belief, you are immediately putting that negativity, that limp, like you are owning that, right? Yep. But instead, if you take a step back and you say, this is a belief I have, right? What it is it allowing me to do? And what is it maybe that's outside of the realm of this belief? And then what belief do I want to choose now? Does that make sense, Amar? Because yes. just the mere fact of, because for me, I, I focused a lot on my limiting beliefs, right? But when you focus on the limiting beliefs, even if your focus is meant to be intentional and positive, love and fear cannot coexist. So if I'm immediately coming to you from a state of fear, even though I'm trying to get to the state of love, love cannot coexist while I'm sitting here having a conversation with you that is coming from fear. So there's no, there's no mixed cocktail of a little bit of fear with a little bit of love. No, they cannot coexist, period. 100%. So either then, you are coming yeah. from a state of fear or you are coming from a state of love. They are never coexisting. So how can we get over that state of fear when, um, and let's just say, you know, you got, you got somebody right now from, you know, who's failed, who's failed, uh, you know, their law, their law, uh, to be a lawyer two times in a row. Right. And their dreams about to do it again. And they're just discouraged. So it's like discouragement and fear. I feel like are the same thing. Do you agree with me? There? Yeah, it all goes under the fear. I mean, there's like a whole week. There's a whole list, right, of shit okay. that goes with fear. So then you so, got that person. Yeah. So so with that person who's failed, you know, their uh, the bar exam two or three times in a row, and they're just like, you know what? Maybe this is not meant for me. This is where the line comes in. It's like, are you scared or are you being realistic? Mm. So, like I said earlier. It is simple, but it is not easy. Yes. Right? So literally the root of everything is forgiveness yes. and love. So there is a difference, I believe, between believing in yourself and knowing when it just isn't part of your path, right? Yep. So maybe that's one of those times, like, is this really a part of my path? But if you are not coming from a state of love, right? Like, so and I was like, you know, maybe this just isn't meant to be. And I do my seven whys deep. Yes. Why do I think it's not meant to be? And then I'm like, well, because a yellow bus passed me. Well, why does that matter that a yellow bus passed me? That You know, the seven yes. whys deep. 
And if I get down there and it's really a state of love, like I've decided like my soul does not love this. I do not feel happy when I'm doing this. I do not all that. Then guess what? That's okay. That's not a, what you're calling a limiting belief. That is following love, right? But if you break it down that, oh my gosh, if I fail this test again, everybody's going to think I'm the worst person in the world, blah, blah, blah. The only way to get through all this is to do the deep healing. In the past, if I would have been on this this with you a year and a half ago, I would have came in with a bunch of mindset jargon. Say affirmations, do X, <laughs> Y, and Z. Um, you know, go take five cold showers a day, which are great to start to break the mind, but it will not heal your mind. Mm-hmm. So try some of those things. See if they put you in a different state of mind so that you feel ready to step into doing the true hard work. But really, at the end of the day, I do not believe there is a such thing as limiting beliefs because I'm not willing to focus on an ego-driven thing because I personally don't want to be in this ego illusion anymore. I'm ready to go home. So I'm not going, I just have beliefs and all my beliefs have outcomes because I'm a true believer. I have choices, right? And all my choices have outcomes. Isn't that the same fucking thing? It is. It is. And the, Mm -hmm. the cool thing, I mean, the cool thing is like the other side of the coin where you've passed the bar exam or you're an amazing lawyer, you're an amazing doctor, you're, you're an amazing therapist, you're an amazing whatever it is that you do a trade, but then you realize that you don't love it because you've dug dig in, dug deep into that. And I mean, we call that the golden handcuffs, of course. So mm-hmm. it's like those people, I see a lot of those where it's like, no, well, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars already. I am a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I, you know, I'm, I'm established. I'm good. I'm good to go. And I, that's just the way the book was written for me. Because again, all those things you just said, they're making the decision to stay where they're at because of a place of fear. Yep. They've already invested all of this. What does that mean if I go down a different road? Am I going to make enough money? Am I going to make the kind of money I could have made? Am I going to have the status? It is all fear-based. Yep. Therefore, you it is ego-ran. And when you are fully, and I know a lot of people are starting to break free from the ego illusion, and a lot of people in the process of breaking free, you're actually grasping on more and manifesting is a big piece when it comes to that manifesting is just taking the ego by the horns and being its best fucking friend. Yes. Because in an all reality, the ego created this illusion. If your focus is on creating more physical things within this illusion, you just have made yourself like, like you're cementing your feet into the illusion. Right? Oh, God, yes. Great, great. I'm mean, a great analogy. I'm sure everybody who's listening right now can picture everything you said. I mean, one thing that if you're not seeing and feeling the passion, holy shit, like this is, <laughs> this is so, so good. And Ashley, before, like, as we wrap this up, let everybody know, because I know Ash, Ashley was booked up for December, booked up for November. I know you got now you're launching something for, uh, you know, January. I know you got a bunch of things coming out. So please, 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 please tell the listeners, we'll have everything in the show notes, but please elaborate of what you got going on and how they can connect with you, Ashley. Yeah. So I'm super excited. I am launching my six week fast track to harnessing and honoring the power of your inner child. It's called the unicorn effect. Um, that is a place to really get back in touch and start that deep work I've talked about today, but it's more of a taste, right? Dip your toes in, understand what it looks like, who your inner child is, how to communicate, 
how society has clouded your judgment so much already. And it's in a beautiful group setting. We get deep. You get a lot of one-on-one hot seats going on. So I'm super pumped for that. I also um, recently created a mini unicorn immersion. I forgot to even tell you about the Samar. And it's just going to be a free mastermind where you come. We talk about, um, it will be probably about two hours. I'm doing it actually in person right now here in Tampa, but I want to spread it to the world. Um, so it'll be about two hours. We talk about self-talk and I'm not talking about what comes after I am, though that is very important. I'm talking about other words we choose to use. For example, limiting beliefs, right? Right there, Mark. Um, and just really starting to bring that awareness of how we speak. And then we do some hot seats and people bring up where they're blocked. We pay attention to the words they're using. And through my questions and my own awareness and ability to speak with your highest self, you will walk away with an understanding and awareness of why the fuck you're blocked and how to take the steps to get unblocked. And then last but not least, my absolute uh, newest baby that if anybody's listening and has any advice, because this is like a whole new street for me, I'm starting a Patreon channel. So, so many people, yeah, love to hear me. Um, I love to do video and I'm a firm believer. I try to get people off social media. So I just kept going back and forth, back and forth, like YouTube, that's still like social media because you can go watch my video and see all the Mm -hmm. advertisements on the side. So I'm going to create my own community where on Patreon, you'll get uh, the lowest membership is called the Pony membership. Uh (laughs) Um, And you'll get six videos a month. And then there's other tiers going up from there. And that should launch um, mid-January as well. But follow me on Instagram um, at Ash underscore Abramson. Send me an email. I love discussion. If you want to challenge me, bring different thoughts or views, I'm, I'm totally open. Amar knows that. I will always have respectful, deep conversation, no matter what your view is versus mine. Um, so send me an email, Ashley at coachwithashley.net. And yeah. Yes. Well, first off, I don't make sure I'm going to elaborate this part again. The free mastermind for two hours. I don't care what you're doing. When she launches that, please be a part of it. I've been fortunate enough to sit in um, as she's group coaching uh, courses prior, and they are powerful. And they are definitely, you get to reflect. So if if you want to be better and want to dig in, be a part of it. But if you're going to be the person in your shell, that's not going to open up. Ashley does not even want to work with you. Like that's, that's what I know about Ashley. You know, that's, what's cool about it is that she wants people who want to be better. She's not Mm -hmm. trying to change the world. She wants people who want change and she wants to direct them in that way. So I just wanted to make sure I made that clear. That's, that's how amazing, amazing person she is. So I just want to thank you so much friend for taking time out of your crazy busy, busy schedule to come on the Leaders Life podcast and and give and do what you just did because it was just fire. I'm so honored to be here, Amar. Thank you so much. I feel like this has been a long time coming and I just want to leave everyone with one of my favorite quotes. It's by Ram Dass and it's, we're all just walking each other home. And I truly believe that, that we're all just here to walk with each other home. And that's that. 
Thank you so much for showing up and listening. Please click on that subscribe button so you never, ever, ever miss out. And share this with your family, friends, and tribe. If you think this is valuable information, tag me at Leaders Life Podcast. You all freaking rock. Remember, why not you? Why not now? I hope you all have an amazing, amazing rest of your day.